Uh, we're looking forward to continuing our conversation with uh, entrepreneur and motivational speaker, Vinnie Borelli. There's a quote by George Adair that says, everything that you want is on the other side of fear. Fear is the most fundamental emotion we feel. I love that. I agree 100%. Absolutely. But what it takes is, what it takes to deal with fear is courage. Yeah. I've never met, I've never met anybody that was fearless, Vinnie. True. It's true, but you have to take that step, you know, and, and, and like you said, if you don't have the courage and the, per, the perseverance to want to get through it, like, you'll never know what you're, what, to, you'll never know if you can be phenomenal. You always stay at a mediocrity, you know, just a mediocre life. That's what, when you talk about Eric Thomas, I one of his talks, he's talking about going beyond good to great. Right. I love that. And I spent, I went to Philadelphia just to train one day there at one of his seminars. Wow. And it was the most powerful thing I ever did. You know, the drive there was, you know, I thought I was excited, you know, to drive home. I thought, well, I'm going to be dead tired. We were there all day. I still have to drive home from Philadelphia. Could have stayed, but I had more energy driving home than I did going there because he does make you, like, you owe it to yourself to be great. You, you must know? have been jazzed when you left that place. Oh, God, I had more energy. I could have ran <laughs> through a wall. <laughs> He's one of the most powerful. You know, his story, as you know, is, is just remarkable. And if he could do it and get through it, and now he's one of the number one, I think he is the number one motivational speaker in the world. It's just, it's a story. And not that he even, he admits that he met Warren Buffett. He spent time with them only because he learned the language. Not that he was anything great. He persevered through all those trials and tribulations, drug addiction, homelessness, you name it. It's resiliency, Vinny. Resiliency. You build absolutely. resiliency. Yes, you sir. built resiliency on the streets of Bloomfield. Yes, sir. <laughs> I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> so then you get into, uh, tell us about the, the formulating these pillars. Sure. So formulating these pillars, it started really with, you know, not that I'm a anti-social media. I just feel that people spend so much time on there, you know, trying to impress people that they don't even like, trying to impress them with material things, uh, feeling that prosperity is material, as I said, that we'll probably get into. But so I created these pillars, and the first one is the detachment of negative and toxic people. And what that meant was, if you have those people, why do you entertain them? Why do you fuel that fire? You know, they don't want the best for you. And I found that when I succeeded, the same people when I failed had the same comments. You know, and it was really an eye-opener to think that, wow, so when I failed, you had a comment. And now that I succeeded, it was still a negative derogatory comment. So that was the pillar one to get rid of it, uh, to get rid of those people and that negative just all those things that surround social media. Plant flowers and pull weeds, Vinny. There you go. Absolutely. And I had to do that. And I had to pull the weeds. And a lot of my friends got somewhat offended. And it's not that I just, I outgrew the redundant bar crawls and the redundant <laughs> hangovers. You know, like, come on, man. I could go yeah. out and have a couple of drinks, but not on a Tuesday when I want to get up at five. Like, I'm very deliberate on my schedule. So I had to, I had to, had to let go and detach myself from that. Vinny, there's a human bill of rights that I always ask people. I said, who in this world understands you? Who in this world listens to you? Who in this world respects you? Who in this world treats you as an equal? Who in this world gives you the benefit of the doubt? And who in this world gives you the freedom to decide? And if you have people in your life that aren't giving you those things, what are you doing? Right. I agree. You need to tend your garden, buddy. That's right. And people don't like to hear it. And a lot of my friends, you know, it hurt. It hit home. And I always said, I'm going to hit, you know, watch this. I'm going to hit you in the mouth of this comment. But. People just take it personal, but yet they're willing to throw out comments and likes and everything on social media without thinking. And there's people, you know, the suicide rates up, the drug rates up. It, it's just terrible. All was a result of social media. So that was really that pillar one. 
People make a vocation out of looking to be offended, Vinny. Right. That's right. Absolutely. It's it's awful. I love I love Pillar One. Eliminating the toxic and negative people from your life. That is just absolutely super. Thank you. So tell us about the second pillar, Vinny. Second pillar, yes, yeah, setting the tempo of your day. That pillar was really about again, it kind of went towards social media. My observations of of people that woke up and did the same thing. You know, as we all get up and do almost the same thing, right? You shut your alarm off, you get your coffee. Ever since the introduction and this influx of information that has come in through social media we look at our phones first and it's never (laughs) you know it's never hey jim won the lottery and hey you're all excited it's you know something negative something happens some bold story that's drama you know it's like a soap opera on that and that's how people start their day where you know i was taught and i've learned all myself with my self-development personal development that i set the tempo of my day and i refer to as a fighter you know when you're a fighter you go in the ring and I remember seeing guys that were huge and tattoos and they looked mean. And back when I used to compete, you know, I looked like an innocent little, I guess, Marine, short hair, no tattoos, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but I had to go in regardless of what that opponent looked like and, and set the tempo of that, you know, that ring. And I had an agenda. I had something to do. So I feel that people should do that in their daily lives. You know, put your phone, use it as alarm or don't, but start your day without the just not only social media, but the news without reading the paper, without all that negativity. Because if you do that, and since I've done that, I've shifted spiritually, mentally, physically into a positive zone versus negative. So what type of a change did that make in your life when you made that decision? A huge change. My life has been, I feel like I float. I'm so driven and deliberate on my schedule. I'm up at five, five 30. I'm trying to back it up to five now because Eric Thomas gets up at three. So I got to Try to get closer to that. <laughs> That's a hard one. So I'm trying to back it up to 5 a.m. But ever since I got up at 5.30, it's quiet. It's peaceful. I meditate. I thank God. I start my day with gratitude, appreciation. And I, I'm, I'm already floating right there. Because if everyone would take a moment every day to thank God for just taking their first breath, there's people that don't wake up. Carpet dam. Seize the day. That's right. In the morning. Absolutely. And so it changed my life completely. I'm on a whole different world. Nothing can stand in the way. You know, I got dreams and desires to fulfill. You're talking about making your bed. Yes, that's a that's a well, naturally, twelve step world did not invent that. But they have you ever listened to uh, Admiral McRaven's uh, graduation talk that he gave at the University of Texas? Yes, and ago? I mentioned I didn't mention his name. I don't know for confidentiality reasons, but that's who I got to make your bed from. I said the Navy SEALs. Yes, because of that reason. Oh, I uh, I I. I said that to, I said, if you ever want to listen to one of the greatest motivational talks I've ever heard, it's on YouTube. I send it. I send it to people. Oh, you do? Okay. One of the best. That's where I got making the bed from because if you can't do that, if you can't do the simple things in life, even if it's just, we don't iron anymore, but people, I was taught, my mother taught me to iron your pants, iron your shirt. Iron mine. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. We're old school though. These kids don't even know what an iron is today, Uh, nor will they know with any, with, with, uh, what games are in the street, hide and go seek, kickball, wiffle ball. I don't think they'll think those are apps, right? <laughs> they won't think it's actual physical stuff you do in the street. But yeah, I got that from him, from the Admiral, because he, he says, if you can't do the small things, how are you going to do the big things? How are you going to be great in the world if you can't just make your bed? And we make our bed even, excuse my language, half-ass. Yeah. They had to make it precise, pristine, or it got ripped apart, and they had to redo it. Today, we can't even do it that pristine. I even do it half it's not great, but I still make it. So this second pillar, when you talk about setting the tempo, uh, and we talk about this quite frequently on this show, that when uh, 
you know, something sets off. Ever say somebody said it ruined your whole day? Yes, absolutely. And what I found that is, and even coming here, I ran the traffic. I went to the wrong area. You know, I found that your thoughts become things, right? The manifestation of everything starts with your thoughts. So what I did was I start changing that. When someone said that, I'd take it with a grain of salt. It's very difficult. One of the hardest things I, I with you know, being Italian, we all have bad tempers, and I take everything personally. That was one of the hardest things for me to do. But ever since I changed that and realized, well, that's just one comment. That's just their opinion. You know, other people's opinions don't don't have to be your reality. So I took that and I changed that and then I became better because it's very difficult. And every one of us are going to have that. There's going to be someone that's going to piss you off almost every day or the weather or you forgot you ran out of gas or you I'm about ran out of gas. But you don't you spilled your coffee. There's always something if you continue it just snowballs in the more negativity. Well, sometimes we ask people if anyway, say, what happens when your phone goes sideways or the printer's not working, your phone gets funky, whatever, and you call an IT person, they say, well, what do they tell you to do first? Right. Turn uh, it off and turn it back turn on. It, right, right, right. You can reboot anytime Reset. you want that's to. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So that's one of these things about the mindfulness aspect that we, they can, you can reboot, you can restart your day anytime you want, even if you do it a hundred times a day. That's right. So I, I really like that. I like that setting the tempo. Thank and you. I'm glad that uh, you're, you're a fan of Dr. Of, uh, excuse me, Admiral McRaven's Absolutely. also. Absolutely. One of a kind. What a guy, huh? Yes. And I know a lot of Special Forces guys, they're just a different breed. You know, a couple of my good friends are, you know, ex-Special Ops, and they uh, they have the true discipline and preparation. And they knew who, what they wanted, which goes into the third, the relationship with yourself. You know, if you don't know who you are and what you want to do, these guys suffered and went through for what? It wasn't money. Well, most of the people that I deal with in my world, Vinny, deal with low self-concept and low self-esteem. And unfortunately, young ladies begin to lose their self-concept and self-esteem around the age of nine years old. Really? I wish I'd make that up, but I didn't. Uh, so, you know, it's defining who you are. And what we often talk about, it's not being a mummy or a daddy or a brother or a friend or a sister or a neighbor, an employee that define who you are. It's your values it's your choices and your non-negotiables. So I love the way that you're talking about it. I love these pillars, Vinny. Thank and you. I love the way that you're talking about starting that relationship with yourself. Yeah, you just have to know yourself. And I didn't for a long time. I let people, you know, dictate to me. They basically formed my own self-image. My own self-esteem was created on comments and the bullies and the, you know, how you looked or how you talked. And um, and so I had a, you, you really got to love yourself and, you're you. We're all created for something good, not bad. And if you let people dictate and put you down, like I was put down, and you're never going to do this. My first restaurant. You're going to open a restaurant. You're never going to make it. <laughs> you know, you're you're going to go to college. Yeah, right. You know, you're going to be a fighter. Okay. You know, there's always those people that, but they're the ones that don't know themselves and know what they want to do. They have a self-identity issue, right? An identity crisis or an inferiority complex, which I found is more and more uh, predominant today with the social media stuff. People have to post stuff to feel better when there's a void in their marriage or their relationship or whatever it is. Or even in themselves that they have to post what they're doing every day and they just don't know themselves. Otherwise, they wouldn't give a care about posting you know, what beverage you're having before you have a first sip of it. Like no, Nobody cares. Yeah. And hence the I am tattoos. I love it. Yeah, I love those tattoos. Your tattoos are powerful. I love them. I'm way more interested in what a person is than what they're not. I'm not interested in hearing what they're not. Right. A lot of people, you know, they and they feel that way. It's a misconception that I could or would or should do this. 
Well, then you don't. What are you? What I am? What are you? I am this. I am that. State it. Put it out there and, and, and live it. You know, say what you want to be and what you are, and that's it. Not what you want to be, what you are. Yeah, just state it and do it. The truth, absolutely. So you were talking about the have to, need to, must, better. Those are self-defeating words, and most people live their lives. No child is born with that vocabulary, Vinny. Right. It takes away your choices when you start making everything using the words I choose. We always talk about if you understand and are willing to accept the consequences, every single thing in your life is a choice. And on, and when everything in your life becomes a choice, I tell people on that day you'll be free. I love that. That's very powerful because you know, I always beat people up on that. Like you choose to do a certain thing. Well, no, I can't do that. No, 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 no. You choose not to do that. Or you choose not to go there. You choose. It's a choice, like you said, one hundred percent. So here's a suggestion, Vinny. The next time, every the most common phrase I think is "Have a good day." I'd love for you to say, "I'll choose to do so." Yeah. See what see what the response oh, you yeah. get. <laughs> I like that. I like I, uh, that. So uh, then you talk about uh, Pillar 4. Tell us about that. Sure. So Pillar 4, preparation and discipline, is really the process of preparation and discipline. And, you know, mine was the mindset to get through college. I wasn't very good academically. Uh, the process to get to be a champion, heavyweight champion, uh, as a 5'8 Italian guy, uh, was very hard to fight at the heavyweight level. But it was the preparation discipline then fighting with the national karate team in Canada. You know, my cousins up there who trained me, they were had a regiment. It's about discipline. So the process of discipline and preparation, a lot of people say, well, that's a sacrifice. Well, it's not a sacrifice. If you are trying to be, you want to go and be a pro boxer, let's say, you want to be a doctor. The discipline to go through medical school isn't truly a sacrifice. That's a discipline. Like, wow, you sacrificed many parties. Well, not necessarily. That's your opinion of it because that's what it takes to get there. So, again, to get the Eric Thomases of the world, myself, to get to where I want to be and where I'm going, it is very difficult, but success doesn't come easily. So the process, again, of preparation is what I do every day, very deliberate, very a routine is what every successful person, again, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, successful relationship-wise, it's a routine, what you do daily. And that's what the discipline is. It's not a sacrifice if it's truly getting you closer and happier to where you want to be. Yes, absolutely. So in Chapter 2, you start to talk about social media. I was very interested in your take on that. I just think it's a, it's a, it could be great for our world and what we do. You know, there's overnight successes, overnight millionaires that were, you know, poor and became wealthy overnight because of the social media. But it also has created such a, I guess, pseudo if you will, pseudo world or a fake world and this eco bubble that we, 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 you know, read about and created that means we live in just some people just live their lives surrounded by social media. If they don't have that, that dictates what they do. That sets the temper of their day. That sets their mental state, how they're going to be. If they see something good, a puppy on there in the morning, which never happens, they're in a good mood. <laughs> but they, they'll see that, oh, God, this guy broke up with her. Or she went through this or someone died or it's always something negative. And, you know, that's going to be there. So it, it, I think it just created a good thing and a bad thing. It's, a, you know, it's a dual-edged sword. Social media allows you to become a voyeur into people's lives without looking through their windows. There you go. And, and that is very precise and accurate because... You know, if it didn't exist, like certain things I see, I'm like, why would I want to see this from a person who I didn't see since 1992? 
But yet those people don't think about that when they post it. Like, well, maybe I'll just send it to Jim and Mike. What the hell do you have to send it to the other 1,400 friends you have on there? They don't care that you got a new shirt or you went to this certain place. And in fact, some of those people may be going through their own struggles, but that's even pushing you further deeper into the depression. You talk about the negative people, getting rid of the negative people in your life, planting flowers and pulling weeds. We often talk about there's different classifications. There's acquaintances, like at work, the water cooler talk. And then there's friends of commonality. Where you're, where you're on the golf team, you're on the bowling team with them, or you work with them, and then through no animosity or ill will, once that commonality's over, you just drift apart. But then there's then there's bonded life companions, and I hope you have some. I do, I absolutely do, and a lot of them too don't see the you know like where you came from. They don't believe that I've become who I am today. It's like it's not fathomable to them <laughs> that someone could change and make that much of a turn, but anyone can. And some of my childhood friends don't even support me. You know, yeah, they, they, they see. Now that me. surprises me. It, yeah, some of them do, some of them don't. They have other, you know, again, more important things to do. And a lot of those people that don't, uh, as, as childhood friends, that don't come around more and call me more are the ones that truly need it. And I think that's the avoidance factor. That, mm. that they are afraid to be told. You know, they ask you a question. They want to hear what you have to say, but they really don't want to hear the truth. Because when you give them the truth, really didn't want to hear that they know that that's really going to help them but it, that that's the one that hurts have you countered some jealousy with your success fitting 100 percent, yes absolutely very very frequently and uh it's very disheartening you know because i as a person want if one of my friends won the powerball for seven million dollars i'd be so happy for them where other people would be you know really jealous and um yeah i've encountered a lot of that and i don't know why because i've been genuine authentic throughout my journey and still am you know, when I was the bad person and I admitted it and, and came, you know, face to face with what I did and who I was. But now I'm a different person and everyone they say, you can't change. Well, no, those things still exist. I don't want to change that part of my life that created who I am. An old dog can't learn new tricks. That's right. <laughs> that schadenfreude thing. It's people who take delight in the misfortune of others. I always tell people, I said, here's a way to tell you're a true friend. You with a group of your buddies and you say, hey. I stopped at the uh, at the pharmacy. It's on a lark. I bought a ten dollar lottery ticket and I won ten thousand dollars. Everybody probably said, "Oh, well, well, great for you." Ninety nine percent of the people would walk out of their mutter and said, oh, "He doesn't deserve that. Why didn't I That's get? Right. Why couldn't have I got that?" Yeah. A true friend will come up to you and say, "Vinny, five percent of me is jealous. Ninety five percent of me is so happy for you." Right, and that's it's very rare. I have a couple, and you know, I won't say the names on the on air, but. Yeah, I have a couple that have been supportive and just truly want the best for me, and I love it because they saw what I went through. You know, I was suicidal. God, when people don't know that, like I had no reason to 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 want to live and to change and be a you know, it's it's hard to be a good father, a good friend, you know, just a good person in general. It's easy to be a, and I hate to use the word, but it's easy to be a loser and, and not want to do anything. And I always tell my friends that their marriages are failing or their relationships are failing. Well, that's because it's easy to let it go and not do anything, but to think about what your significant other, whether it's wife, boyfriend, it doesn't matter, significant other, or even family, it's easy to just let them down. It's hard to do stuff that's significant. And I preach it on my Significant Sunday talks, you know, Jim, that it's to be significant and do something. Yeah, it takes a little bit of thought. It takes a little bit of selflessness, not selfishness. And some people don't even know what the hell the difference is. <laughs> We'll be back next week with our continuing conversation with entrepreneur and motivational speaker Vinnie Borelli, who can be contacted at www.vinnieborelli.com. 
And as always, as everyone expects, our free prescription, fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. My friends, do a kindness for yourself. Do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.